Welcome to the show where we uncover the blueprint of success and the business tools you need to achieve the American dream. Helping people turn passion and dreams into money-making machines. This is Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Now, here's Chase. What's going on, Jackson? Glad to have you along on a Friday afternoon. You heard the man. My name's Chase Channel, and this is Strictly Business. We talk all things business every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11 right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. I've got a busy lineup for you today. So we're going to get right into it and start covering some information. The week's just been flying by for me, so... We had a question come in on the text line from uh, Brian, and it says, I want to hear more about how to build rapport. So rapport is one of those things, and I feel like it's so overlooked that I wanted to talk about it and just kind of get it out of the gate early today. We've got uh, quite a show lined up for you. We have some special guests that are going to be stopping by. We're going to take some phone calls. We'll check in with Facebook, and we'll also, as always, answer some text from the text line. So building rapport seems simple, um, but I think that it's important that we cover some of the basics of what it means to establish rapport. Now, the great thing about this topic is, is you can use rapport in anything. Doesn't have to be sales, doesn't have to be anything business related, and it's still good to know how to build rapport. So building rapport is one of those things. Some people can do it naturally, and some people have to learn how to do it. So just to kind of go over some tips, basically building rapport, it comes back to what I call what's referred to as uh, NLP, which is Neuro Linguistics Programming. And that's how our brains, how we receive information. So it's basically how we learn information. As an example, I'm a visual learner. What that means is, is that if I see something, I can learn it. Now, there's there's basically three types of learners. There's visual, auditory, and then there's also kinesthetic, which is feel. Now, so if you have a kinesthetic learner, they're going to like the touch of things. They're going to like the way maybe the temperature outside makes them feel. But the way we describe things are what change us. And in building rapport, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but have you ever driven to work? And as you're driving into work, you get there and you don't remember one red light. You don't remember if it was red, if it was green. You can't remember any of that. And But you got to work safe. You know that you stopped. You know that you must not have ran any stop signs. So you know that you were following the laws. However, we can't remember anything. What happens is we have this piece uh, in our brain and it's called the reticular, let me make sure I say it correctly because it's important. I call it the RAS, reticular activating system. It's basically at the top of the spinal cord, right in the back of our brains. And that's what kind of picks up information and fires off these signals. Now, this is really, really common in our world in the car business. And I think you can all relate to this. Have you ever looked at a vehicle, you made the decision to purchase it, and then all of a sudden, everywhere you go, you start seeing them. And before that, you didn't see any of them. But now that it's your car, you notice it everywhere. That's the, the RAS in our brain that starts picking up this information that we basically can perceive, 
and understand subconsciously. So with building rapport, it's important that we tap in to the RAS and make sure that we're communicating with people the way they want to be communicated to. So just to give a basic example, when you meet somebody, right away we want to start determining how it is that they learn information. Is it, let's just say, um, maybe when you meet them right away, they like to stand kind of next to you or even close. They might be an auditory, so they want to be within listening space. Usually auditories will stand almost shoulder to shoulder and can talk away from each other without looking at each other or touching. And because they just process information through hearing. Now, let's say that they're visual. They're going to want to keep you where they can see you. They'll probably look at your lips instead of your eyes, even though you might not be able to notice. But that's just how they learn. Kinesthetics are just what it is. They like the touch. They like the feel. These are people who will stand in your personal space. And everyone's kind of got their personal space, but they like to be close. Maybe they're close talkers. Maybe they'll want to hug. Maybe they'll touch you on the arm or they'll, they'll get up close and express themselves through touch. So the first thing is in establishing rapport is understand how it is that they learn information. Now, the best giveaway to understanding how someone uses information, you can pick up through word cues that they're going to give you. So say they're describing something or they're talking about something and they keep saying, well, you should have seen how beautiful it was. Went golfing over the weekend. It was gorgeous out. The sun was bright and shiny. Blue skies. Grass was so green. So that person, we can clearly immediately tell that they're visual because all the cues that they're picking up on are visual references. Now, let's say that maybe they're kinesthetic. They're going to say, man, it was so beautiful this weekend. It was warm outside. We got out. It just felt fantastic. The air was crisp. And that's somebody who now they process information from a kinesthetic standpoint. So paying attention to those cues and the hardest one to pick up on is auditory. Now, here's one thing I want you to realize is, is all of us have a little bit of all three in us. So you might have somebody with a high functioning visual with maybe a low functioning kinesthetic, uh, mid-level functioning auditory. So we can all learn information different ways, but it's important to cue in on how the person that we're talking to, wanting to establish rapport with, how it is that they process information. So let's say we know they're visual now. We're establishing rapport. We're, and part of building rapport is just common ground. The first thing is we all like people who are like us. So anytime you can find some common ground, you want to go ahead and start establishing that. Now, common ground can come from a lot of us like to wear our team hats or we like to wear our maybe our kids' school uh, you know, shirts or we have bumper stickers on our car that express how we feel politically or how we feel about maybe life in general. So we want to look for all these clues that we can use, and those are things that we're going to use to break the ice and start building rapport. Now, it's important to realize as you go through this, Everyone's different, but one of the key factors is make sure that when using these things, you make sure you're using their name, communicating properly, you're clear, you're letting them talk and express themselves. And one of the big key things that I like to make sure I'm doing is mirroring, which is part of building rapport and it's part of NLP. Now, mirroring just means that if they cross their arms, I'm going to cross my arms. If they Maybe they've got their hand on their chin or they sit down or they sigh. They go, 
If any of that happens, we want to mirror right along with them. And as that happens, and as you see someone that's really in rapport with you, all of a sudden you'll start to notice that if you unfold your arms, they unfold them. If you step, take a step back, they do. If you sit down, they will. So these are all things that happen when you're really getting in rapport with someone. Now, how do you take that and convert it into something that's going to help us? I'll give you an example. I went through a training where they taught us about, it was a communications course that went over nothing but NLP. When I came out of it, I went straight to the bar across the street and I said, I've got to work, I've got to try this out because I was communicating on such a deep level that I said, man, I, I just want to see if, if this will work. So I go straight to the bar, I sat down and I'm like, I'm going to quickly establish how this bartender processes information. Now I picked out the best looking one because I wanted to see if I could make f further progress than what I normally would. And I said to her, I said, hey, and she's like, you know, do you care for something to drink? So I do my normal routine. And I was sitting outside. It's like an outside bar area. And I said to her, I started asking questions. I said, how long have you worked here? Oh, I've worked here this long. Oh, that's cool. Where are you from? Tells me where she's from. I said, wow, that's awesome. I said, do you travel much? Yeah, we all, I always go here. And I said, well, man, that sounds incredible. I said, tell me about it. So she starts describing it. Right away, I pick up on the type of learner that she was, and I continue through the process. So as I'm getting in rapport with her, I'm asking really good questions. I'm connecting with her. I'm doing the mirroring, and I start to use those things. And I pick up, she's kinesthetic. So as she hands me my drink, I said, hey, I really appreciate it, and just kind of gave her like a pat on the shoulder. And she like looked at me, and it was like a connection right away. And I said, oh, well, there's no way that really worked. But sure enough, that's how a kinesthetic learner processes information. Now, that doesn't mean if you find out they're kinesthetic, you should walk up and start hugging strangers. However, you can use it to your advantage when building rapport and trying to move towards in sales, maybe it's closing the deal. In relationships, maybe it's getting that date. Whatever it is, all this information I'm giving you is critical to making sure that we're going to build rapport and establish it and then use it for something that we can benefit from. So with her and by the end of the whole deal, I said, this is incredible. I felt like I was Superman. And I got her phone number, uh, which I normally wouldn't have. And so I came away from the whole thing saying, you know, this is really amazing how we can use, how we process information, how we learn information to establish rapport with someone and then use that to our advantage. So since then, I've used it many, many times. And I do a lot of the rapport building naturally, as some of you might do. But just little things that you can do when you pick up on cues and you, and you find things that work out that the NLP really makes a big difference. I highly encourage you, if it's something that you use in day-to-day, -day, like your outside sales or you're constantly visiting people, understanding how we learn information and how it's beneficial to us is really critical. Some of the tips I just gave you will help you out a lot, but I would encourage that you maybe pick up a book, read about it, learn about the differences in, in and understand mirroring a little bit better, understand how we how we process the information a little better because it's really, really cool. And when you go through and you see it work, you're just blown away by it. But it's not for shallow people because it really is connecting on a deeper level. And I think that there's something in all of us that when you find that deeper connection that resonates with us. And think back to, I've, I'm sure many of you have heard this saying where people will say, They'll never remember, you know, what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And that's what it comes down to is part of building rapport 
is when they come away from talking to you, you want them to be sitting there thinking, man, there was something really special about that guy. I don't know what it was, but he kind of reminded me of my grandson, or maybe he reminded me, I feel like I recognize him from somewhere. And I always knew I was great at building rapport because everywhere I'd go, people always thought they recognized me. And every now, granted, maybe it was the Elvis hair, but a lot of people would say, yeah, I know you from somewhere. And so over time, I would learn to have fun with it. I would say, yeah, I'm on TV all the time. Maybe you've seen me there and just play along with it. But the point being is that when you use rapport and, and you start to see these things work, you say, hmm, there's something to communicating on a deeper level. There's something to connecting with your audience on a deeper level. One of the things that I love about radio is it allows you to communicate in a very personal way. I get a ride in the car with you. Maybe I get a, uh, you have the radio in the, in the bathroom or in your bedroom. And, and those are places where we, you know, you become more comfortable and with television, you turn it on, you're watching it. But with radio, it's very personal every morning. Uh, you know, when I get in the car and I listen to Steve Bowers in the morning, I mean, every morning I ride to work with Steve and you don't think of it that way, but understanding how personal of a form of communication it is, I think is really important because there's something special about it. But those are some tips on building rapport. And I think that those will really help out. Like I said, we can talk about it more because it's one of those subjects that I feel like you could go on for hours. Just to give you an example, when I learned about NLP, the course was three days long. So it was, you know, there's so much to it and there's so much to learning it and you have to stay fresh and relevant on it or just like anything, you can lose it. So hopefully those will help you out, Brian, with understanding how to use rapport and how to be better at it, and then how to use those in business or in a relationship. But like I said, we have an action-packed show today. We're going to have some special guests along. We're going to take some phone calls. We're going to check in with Facebook. We're going to take a few more texts. And I like to get right underway because there's so much information to cover. And I would encourage you that if you listen to the show Make sure that you have a pen, have a piece of paper, take some notes because it's content rich, all the things we go over. And there's so much information that you can pull out of here that then you can go dive into and say, I want to learn a little bit more about that. But if you want to get in on the action, you want to call, let us hear what your thoughts are. You can give us a call at 731-499-3865. Or if you want to shoot in a text, you got a question, concerns, comments, or you just want to say, hey, you can uh, shoot us a text. 731-215-0158. Or as always, you can go to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. Channel has two N's and two L's, so it's C-H-A-N-N-E-L-L. So facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. You can post your comments up online or you can shoot them to me in the inbox. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to get into something that I really think is fun to talk about. And I think you'll learn a lot of things, which is I'm going to talk a little bit about how much I learned in building rapport and understanding people, being able to communicate and make deals in a pool hall. So don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this.
Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles towards the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11 where we'll talk strictly business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
That was Money Talks by ACDC. Nothing like getting rolling into the weekend with a little ACDC to set the mood. We had a special guest drop by the studio. Hi. Mr. Little Chase. What's going on, man? Good. Good. Uh, just uh, hanging out. Thanks for having me again. Uh, just figured I'd stop by today and interrupt your little session. Well, I'm glad you did. And you caught, you're going to catch the best part. So we're going to talk about things you learn in the pool hall that help you in life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're a good, uh, good uh, author for that. So Little Chase is a pool player also, but he hasn't spent as much time growing up in the pool hall as I did. So he'll probably learn a few things here, too. Then we have a really special segment for you right after that where we're going to cover this show talks a lot about being successful in business and in life and, and improving. So we're going to talk about ways that you can improve not going to work on time with some excuses in a little special segment. We have, we have some really good excuses for you, so you're not going to want to miss that. Then coming up in the second hour, we're going to get with uh, Daniel LaFaro, who's the owner of a local business here in Jackson that he sells products nationwide called Numskull Performance Parts. So we're going to get it with him and talk uh, some things about business and make sure. And that's part of something we're going to do every week, which is going to be called the Feature Business of the Week. We're going to get some just insight from local business owners and people who maybe aren't local, but just talk things about, you know, was it easy starting their business? Uh, what challenges have they faced? So we can get a little insight. Maybe I'll give them a few pointers, and I think it'll be a good time. But just to go back to the pool hall, so some of you, if you heard the very first episode we ever did, we talked a little bit about my story, and just to reset the dial here, I want to take you back to the first time I learned about pool. Now, when I say pool, I'm talking about pocket billiards, not the thing you swim in, but I'm an avid pool player. I've always been an enthusiast and I'm fortunate enough to be friends with a lot of the top players in the world. And they even come here to Jackson and hang out from time to time. So as a special guest, we'll get some of them on the, on the phone in uh, coming weeks and we'll hear some road stories from them and some things that they can tell us. But the one thing that I know for sure is you learn more about people, life, and how things go in life in a pool hall than almost anywhere else. And the reason is, is because of the people you encounter and how things happen, I think are really, really important. So my story to set it back, it was, I was maybe 16 years old. I think 17, actually. I was a senior in high school and my friend Billy said, Chase, um, his mother was the cheerleading coach for the school, and he said, there's this big parade going on, and my dad had a really cool truck and he's th that had big tires and all this. So he says, would you mind hauling the cheerleaders through the parade for homecoming or one of the events going on? I said, yeah, that's fine. So I asked my dad. He said, sure, you can take the truck. So I go over to Billy's house. When I get there, he says, well, they're not quite ready yet. Do you want to play a game of pool? I'm like, sure, I really don't know how. I mean, as a kid, my grandfather had a table in the basement, but I couldn't even see over it. Never, No one really ever played on it, so I'm like, I, I don't really know the rules, but I guess if you'll tell me, we can play a game. So we play a game of like traditional eight ball. He says, well, you know, you shoot the solids in, you shoot the stripes in, and we're kind of hitting them around, and I'm not having much success, but I said to him, I said, man, I wonder if anyone's just really good at this, and he's like, I don't know, you know, so we're like, I said, man, wouldn't it be cool if you got really good at this? 
but I didn't know what really good meant. I thought that pool was designed that you weren't supposed to make more than like one or two in a row and that that's just how the game was played. So we go on, we do the parade, and I said, man, we should really start playing this more often. Where could we play? There was this little flea market in town, and they had a couple pool tables. It was like an arcade setup, and they said, we went down there, and I said, how much to play? And they said, well, if you give us $5, we'll open the tables up, and you can just play all night. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a deal. So we all chipped in the 5 bucks. We went back there and we played. We were the only people in this place. So I started spreading the word. I'm like, yeah, you know, we play down there. We So some people started showing up. Well, one day I'm in there. And at this point, I went to Kmart and I bought this really nice Sportcraft screw-together pool cue. Had screw-on tips and I thought I was Minnesota Fats. And I could only make about three balls in a row at the most. And I had to be really, really lucky to do that. So... But I really thought I had something going for me because I was like the, pretty much the best one of us that were down there. So this guy says, man, you guys should stop by Q's and Brews. He says, they have free pool tonight. It's like a Tuesday night. And I said, man, we're not 18. We can't go to Q's and Brews. He's like, they don't ID anyone. Just go in there. I'm like, really? I said, well, do you want to go, Billy? He's like, no, I can't go. I got to do something with my family. So as I'm riding home, Q's and Brews is right on the way. And I'm like, I got to pull in and just, just check it out and see if they stop me. So I grab my cue case. I sling it over my shoulder. I go strolling in the door, walk right in. No one IDs me. I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. Of course, the pool tables are all full because it's free pool night. And there's like 20 people standing around the table and another 30 or 40 people all around like the, the, the outer edges of where the tables are. And as I walk up, they look at me and they say, do you want to get in? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll get in. What are we doing? They're like, we're playing nine ball, a dollar on the five and a dollar on the nine. I said, okay, I'm not sure how to play nine ball, but sure, I mean, that, that sounds fine with me. And it's what they call ring game. So there's there's like, you know, maybe 10 of them playing. How much money do you have on you? $20, which I got from my mother. And so I got 20 bucks. It's a dollar ball, on the, or dollar on the five, dollar on the nine. Well, the problem is, say you make both. Each person gives you a dollar for the five and a dollar for the nine. So you make if you just make both balls, you're getting twenty bucks. If I just shoot them all in, don't miss, I get a dollar from five players, two dollars from five players, so I get ten bucks. Right, exactly. Right. So there was about ten of them, so it'd be double that. Right. And um, so I'm sitting there, and this guy shoots, and he's really good. I mean, he doesn't. He runs out the whole rack, and everyone's like, "You owe him a dollar." I'm like, "Oh, or two dollars." I'm like, oh, "Okay." So I hand him two dollars. They give me change back. He runs another rack. I give him two more dollars. He finally misses. Okay. Well, the problem is I start at the end of the rotation because I just walked in. This guy runs out the rest of those. Two dollars to him. Runs out another one. Two dollars to him. So by the end of it, I never got to shoot a shot. But I was out of $20. So, of course, instead of saying, well, I'm broke and I don't have any more money, I just said, hey, man, I, I got to run. I said, I had something just pop up. So I'll, I'll catch you guys next time. So I go home. And I'll never forget the feeling. They must have thought that was kind of strange. You just gave them $20 and walked right out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, but I remember just feeling like almost sick about it, but not about losing about like, I just kept replaying it in my mind. And and I remember I'm like, these guys didn't miss a shot. So it's possible that you can become great at pool. And so I'm sitting there replaying in my mind, replaying in my mind while I wake up and I go to school and I said, mom, I need some money. You know, I, I had to buy my friend's dinner too. Can I get some more money? And 
my mother, one thing about her, she was always good for at least $20. She's like, here you go. You know, So I'm like, all right, that should get me some Taco Bell, plus I'll have money for pool. So I go to school in the morning, and I said, what time does Cues and Brews open? They're like 10 o'clock. I said, okay, well, get to school at 7. I go through my vo- vocational class, small engines, and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm skipping the rest of the day. So I leave school, and I head straight down to Cues and Brews. Well, one thing about a bar called Cues and Brews at 10 o'clock in the morning, there's nobody there. So I go strolling in the door. There's the one bartender, and he's sitting at the bar reading a newspaper and no one else in the building. I said, hey, can I get the balls? Hand me the balls. I go back to the table, and I'm kind of knocking them around. Guy finally walks up, and he says, uh, you're not playing with anyone? I said, no. I said, I don't really have anyone to play with. I said, who's like the best player around here? And he says, well, Chad Arpigas is the best. He owns the bar. I said, really? I said, where's he at? He goes, that's him over there reading the newspaper. I said, hmm, is that right? So I walk up to him, and I'll never forget, he turns and looks at me. And I said, hey. I said, if you're so good, why aren't you back here playing? He looks at me, and he says, looks back at his paper. Looks at me, looks back at his paper. And I'm like, that's what I thought. So I <laughs> turn around, I walk back. Rack up the nine balls. Because this is a new game I learned now. I'm like, I'm going to figure out nine ball. As I go to break, he puts a stick down on the table. He says, were you at least going to let me break? I'm like, sure. Breaks, runs the rack out, goes back to the bar and sets down. And I'm like, uh, you know, you don't want to play some more? He says, listen, you know, it's 100 a game I'll play. But other than that, I'm not interested in playing. I'm like, well, yeah, it's a little rich for me. I only have $20 from my mom. But. I said, okay, but in my mind at that moment, I knew. I said, okay, you can become great at pool. And that's what fueled me into playing every day for years after that. I would get there at 10, and I would play till 2 in the morning when they closed every single day. And in that time, you would meet all sorts of characters. When I say characters hang out at pool halls, I'm talking like every character in any movie you've ever seen, they're there. And one thing about the pool hall that's consistent with life is they're hustlers. Everybody in there is working an angle, trying to figure out how they can get money from you for them. So it taught me a lot of life lessons because you learn how to make a game. You learn how to read people. You learn how to walk in and maybe you 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 downplay your skill level or you you can say, hey, man, you know, we're going to play for this or let's do this or you'll adjust the bet. So you're learning all these angles. And when I say I've been hustled every way you can think of, I know them all the hard way. Because they're like, hey, and these deals, they make you these deals. You're like, this sounds too good to be true. Okay, bet. Right. It's not just a level of skill. It's, uh, you know, somebody can go in there and uh, the person that leaves with the most money isn't the best person in the in the room at playing pool. It's the person who is the trickiest. Exactly. Right. They, they've got the moves. They know the angles. They, you know, they'll, they come up with all these different games. And there's so many different hustles. And life's so similar. Like, there's hustles in life you can get taken advantage of in life. You meet people who are straight up. You meet people who are who are shady. You meet good people, bad people, criminals, people who are uh, judges would hang out there, attorneys, and then you'd have people that were fresh out of the jail. I mean, everybody congregated at the pool hall. I was talking to Gianni, who works with me, and he was telling me about a guy he met, and this guy's like an executive for this company. And I said, well, where'd you meet him at? He says, well, I met him at the billiard club in Miami. And that's just how pool halls are. They, there's like, it's like this melting pot of society is totally cool with hanging out there. And everybody like gets along in the pool hall. 
Yeah, you got CD people, business executives, everything. Everything. And a lot of it stems back to uh, every one of us has a little where we enjoy the action, we enjoy that gamble in life, and we, of course, like usually they serve alcohol a lot of times. And this is something that, you know, through the turn of the century, women weren't allowed in pool halls. Even in the 30s, 40s, I don't think until the 50s, maybe even 60s, they started opening that up. So it was like this fraternity where people would hang out, you know, you can get a hot dog at a pool hall for 25 cents. You can drink a beer for, you know, $1.75. So cheap beer, cheap food. But you learn all these lessons and you meet all these people. And I just remember in going through it, it was always so funny to me how everyone that you'd meet was like, and pretty soon, like when I would walk in, I started becoming the hustler because I learned like, okay, this worked on him. So somebody, some other unsuspecting stranger would come walking in and I'd be like, Hey, you want to play some? Yeah. What do you want to play? And you'd always try to make a game with them. But it was such a funny thing to realize how many different people. And then I remember going on the road and that was like a whole different deal. When you go out and you travel, you try to make games out of town and, and actually hustle. And a movie that I would highly recommend about uh, life on the road and understanding what that's like is called The Color of Money, which was with Paul Newman and Tom Cruise. It's a fantastic film. I think it's, what, three hours long? Yeah, it's a, it's a good length movie, but it's really good. It's really good. And even if you're not in the pool, it's like the movie's fantastic. What was the one before that? It was called The Hustler. The Hustler, yeah. That's the same. They, he, Charlton Heston, right? Plays yeah. the same character. No, um, not Charles. Paul Newman. Paul Newman plays the same character. Paul Newman plays the same character, and in the original one, it was Jackie Gleason. Yeah, and that's a long one too. They're but each two and a half hours. Yeah, easy. Yeah, but they're really cool. They and it just shows you kind of that life on the road. Now, one of the things that's changed that is cell phones. Back in the day, you could go into a town with an alias. Right. Nobody knows who you are. No one knows who you are. They can't pull out their phone and look you up. Nowadays, they just snap a picture, put it on the internet. Anyone know this guy? Right. And instantly, you you got no action. So that's one of those things that was kind of killed uh, killed the game of pool. And I, I we'll have to get the stats. There was like a ridiculous like fifty some thousand pool halls in America at the turn of the century, and then it tells how many there were in the fifties. And I mean, the decline has been like well, unbelievable. On the subject of pool, I mean. Uh, you know, if you go back a hundred years and before, the history of pool and the history of golf are, are extremely similar things, sort of. Um, I mean, they attracted different types of characters, but the fraternity of men, long history, um, a lot of hustle, a lot of gamble, a lot of stuff like that. But, uh, you know, within the past hundred years, I don't know what it is, but they've gone completely separate directions. One of them, you, you win a million five if you win the tournament. And I mean, if you go and win a tournament in uh, pool, you're one of the best players in the world. Might get ten grand, right. maybe. Yeah, and a lot of that stems back through sponsors. And one of the negatives of pool is it's always had this kind of negative stigma around it, which I loved when I was younger. I right. just thought it was cool to like be at the bar, and you know, it was just you know young and and thinking that was cool. But growing up, it grows on you. But you know, nowadays it's like you can't get a top tier sponsor to sponsor pool events because. They feel like it still kind of carries that um, that undertone, whereas in golf, of course, it's a very, I would say, respectable sport. A lot of uh, you know affluent people are playing it, but it looks like uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go over what I've been really looking forward to, and this came to me this morning when one of my employees texted me a reason why he's late, and I said to myself, 
He texts me he's late almost every day, and it's a different excuse for years. So I said, there should be a segment on nothing but excuses of why he's late to work every day. So I started scrolling through my phone. So we've written them all down, and little Chase and I are going to share them with you. So don't don't go anywhere. You're going to enjoy this. We're talking about pool. We're talking about business. If you want to get in on the action, you want to shoot us a text, you can. The text line for the for the show, this is different from the stations. So make sure that you save this in your phone. You can add me as a contact and just put strictly business. It's 731-215-0158. If you want to call and get in on the action, you can. Maybe you got a pool hustling story, or maybe you have a story about what it's like life in the pool hall and lessons you've learned. The number to call is 731-499-3865, or you can go to facebook.com backslash the chase channel show don't go anywhere we'll be back right after this you're listening to strictly business with chase channel thanks for listening to 93.1 wtjs the talk of jackson don't go anywhere chase will be back right after this Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right. You'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles for the purchase of a brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit, minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees, subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 438. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11 where we'll talk strictly business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
That was Pink Floyd, Money. Good to have you along on a Friday afternoon. Little Chase is in studio with us. We've covered a few different topics, and we have a, a special guest. Daniel LaFaro is going to be joining us in the second hour. He's a local business owner right here in Jackson. We're going to talk to him. And now we're going to do a little segment of reasons. And this whole show is about being su- successful in business and improving your life and doing things better. But one of the things that just it just hit me today when an employee texts me in the morning and said, I'm late for work, and this is the reason. And I just kind of started laughing because he's texted me like every reason under the sun as to why he's late. So we're going to share those reasons with you. Be anxious to hear if, if you've used one of those reasons before, how often you call out of work. Um, one of the things we're going to do too in the second hour is we're going to open up the phone line. So if you want to get in on the action, you can give us a call 731-499-3865. If you want to shoot us a text, the number to text is 731-215-0158. Or you can always post it up online at facebook.com backslash the chase channel show. I just want you to get, this is little chase. I just want you guys to know that this is the whole reason I came over here this evening to get on the show. It's because this is going to be funny. I told him this morning, I said, I, that I had this idea. I said, I'm going to share these because, you know, that's something not everyone gets is is one of the perks of being the boss is they got to tell you if they're going to be late. Yeah, I think, you know, ever since, I mean, me and you are close friends. And I think uh, with you being the boss and um, we have somebody who calls out of work three times a week minimum At least. or is going to be late. So uh, that's actually one of the things I've noticed that's got to be difficult is, um, it just, you know, keeping it people accountable and stuff like that. But uh, these are worthwhile to share. So the first one that we're going to start off with is the one he sent me today. And when I tell you I've heard ev- this, these I'm about to read are only from two months because I got a new phone. So I have more in my other phone, which we'll share next week, because I'm going to add to these every week from excuses I get. I would like to hear some of the funniest and craziest excuses you've heard. So these are sent to me. This is from the same person. And this is not from if he sent one that said, hey, I need to switch my day off or, um, you know, or just didn't didn't send text at all. And I had to send. Where are you? I, I didn't include those. These are these are just ones that they've sent me. These are originals. These are originals. From so one employee. From just one of my employees. Not going to mention his name. He knows who he is. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. But uh Here's the first one. This is this was this morning. On my way, slipped and pulled shower rod out of wall, but I'm okay. <laughs> Maintenance just fixed it. Be there in a few. I got one. I just got one thing. How long did it take him to show up after he sent that? I think he sent this at around 9.30 and he rolled in at like around 11. Right. Maybe closer to 11.30. Right. All right, hang on, I got one. 
Uh, hang on. Well, this uh, I have to take off today, Chase. Got a personal problem to take care. We'll be there bright and early in the morning. So, I mean, that goes along with the next one. Overslept on my way. So those are just your typicals. Here's a good one. It says, on my way. Pop truck broke down uh, on highway. Told him, get rid of that Toyota. Be there soon. Pop truck? Like a... <laughs> like his dad's truck, I guess. Oh, his dad. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I got one. Uh, got a cold. Heading, hurting, throat, sore, coughing, up, green stuff. Going to rest and stay in. I will make it up later. We'll be ready tomorrow. Two deals working. And there's about four misspoiled words in there. He always hits me with how many deals he's got working to soften the blow of that he's going to be late. Right. Here's a really funny one. And this is funny because it says, still waiting to get in barber chair. We'll be in at 11, cut or no cut. Basically, he's telling me that he's going to, told me he's at the barber, but he's going to come to work without his haircut. Right. <laughs> you know? This one's this one actually made me laugh when I saw it earlier. I'm sorry, Chase. Just puked all in my car. Gonna have to sit this one out. I will make it up. <laughs> How about this one? It says, have to be at jury selection at nine. We'll be in as soon as it's over. We'll try and get out of it. Anyone ever tried to get out of jury duty? Hang on, we'll wait. So he had jury duty, which they give you advance notice on, and he had to text you the morning of? Yeah, text me the morning of. So we're, we're going to put that one out for a survey if we think that's real or not. On my way to on my way to jump my sister's car off. Be there in a few. Here's one. Had slight delay in Paris. Almost back to Jackson. Roads are getting better. So that must have been during one of the snows. One of the snows, yeah. Uh, let me see. Got a doctor's appointment today for my feet. Two clients coming in tomorrow. Here, how about this one? Sorry, Chase. On my way. Power went out this morning. <laughs> uh, hey, Chase. My mother has an outpatient procedure in Memphis. Need to take today. Uh, I guess that wasn't planned ahead of time. I was supposed to take her Tuesday, but we rescheduled for today. Got appointments Saturday and Friday, so hopefully I can get a few out. Thanks for understanding. These are reasons why he's going to be late to work that I just pulled from my phone today. Now, in, in hearing these, understand these are only over the course of a few months. Can we do the best one about the... Well, we're going to get through it. We we okay. got some more here. Okay. But just just think about that he's either the most unlucky person in the world... Or these could be made up. Well, like five of those I just read were all like pre-planned events. Okay, let's see. Um, you had the doctors on the feet one. Yeah, yeah, the feet one is he's always. Okay, here's a good one. On my way, grabbing favorite subway. What does that even mean? <laughs> I guess he's going to subway. Okay, here's another really funny one. It says uh, on my way, totally forgot about his daughter moving back in dorm this morning. Be there in 30. Got appointments. Now, here's the funny part. She goes to Murray. It's like two hours that's away. two hours away. So if, if he's at the dorm, he's going to be in in 30 minutes? Here's another good one. Left my phone over relatives last night. Had to go get it. <laughs> here's another one that I really like because, you know, I've been out of school now for, what, uh, about 12 years. So I've had the five-year reunion, the 10-year reunion. And never have they called me and said, is there any way you can come in around 9 o'clock to help out with something? But this one says, 
Helped out with class reunion setup. Be there in 30. That was in the morning? Yeah. First thing in the morning. He's the last person I'd call. Okay, here's another good one. It says, uh, paying deposits and and sensing out invites at post office. We'll be there soon. Got a couple things working. So that must have been his wedding invitations. Yeah, there's another aspect of this that I like about this guy. Middle of the day, he goes and pays bills every single day. Yeah, he's got a lot of bills. Here's one, and, and, and this one I think we need to put the survey out on because I would hope that we wouldn't use this to be late, but it says, good morning, Chase, with an exclamation point. Got a funeral to attend around noon, so I'm going to make my return tomorrow, gearing up for a big July. He's, he's excited about selling cars in July. Well, and I just, you know, you just wonder. You're like, is there really a funeral? or Why is he so excited? That's another good point. This one says, had a long night. Be there in a few. Uh, if it's okay, I'm going to make today my day off and work tomorrow. Hung over from that depressing loss last night. So it must have been one of his teams lost. Now, this is my all-time favorite, and it's the final one I've got on here. And if you've got a reason that someone's called out to work to you or you've called out of work that beats this, you got to call in and tell us about it. It says, running late, dehydrated from an, <laughs> dehydrated from an emotional night of lovemaking. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's like, I mean, we're, I've never even heard of something like that before. I, I just don't know how you let yourself get dehydrated. Now, here's the crazy part, because we're going to talk about both ends of the spectrum here. Seriously, if somebody's got something that beats that, they got to let us know. Well, and if you want to let us know, and you want to give us a call and tell us about it, it's 731-499-3865. If, you, if you're bashful and you just want to text it, we'll share it for you. 731-215-0158 or you can post it up at facebook.com backslash the chase channel show but all i'm saying is is when you hear all these excuses now let's talk about the opposite end of the spectrum how long we've been in jackson three years has it been that long two years yeah, six months seven yeah, months eight like months that. something like that something almost like three that. years right i've never not been at work for any reason on time Ever. You know, I haven't either. Well, I I've, I haven't called out of work in... The only thing you ever do is you text, just got up, be there in a few. Yeah, I'll, I'll show up 30 or 40 minutes late sometimes, but I've never called out of work for a day in five years. So would you say, and here's what I remember about as an employee, if you're late, I felt like it was the walk of shame. Yeah, I always felt like everybody like was watching me, like looking at me. So I had a patented way when I was in sales that when I was late... I kind of uh, played the system to my advantage. I mean, when you were late where I worked, they like locked you out of the sales meeting. It was a big deal. You were going to get written up. So I, I'm driving and there's a traffic and I'm in Atlanta and I'm trying to make my way over. I pull in the parking lot. You had to park at this like auxiliary lot way away. And I'm running over there and I'm thinking to myself, man, I'm going to get roasted for being late. So I do the best thing I can think. I go, go down to the service lounge. I find somebody sitting there. And I said, hey, how are you doing? They're like, um, I'm fine. I'm just getting some service. I said, well, listen, uh, is there any way I could show you some of the new cars? Well, no, we don't really want to look at them. I'm like, well, this, you know, let me show them to you. I'll buy you a drink. We'll just talk and, you know, show you what we got to offer. Act like you have a customer. So when they walk out of the meeting, I'm sitting there with a customer in the showroom showing them cars. 
after they get done, I take them back to service. Manager calls me in his office. He's like, he's like, you were late this morning. I said, what are you talking about? I wasn't late. I said, I was coming up the stairs to the sales meeting. And the customer said no one's helping him. What do you want me to do? So I'm sorry I have a sales meeting to be in? <laughs> you you got to be kidding me. So they actually bought it, and I used it a lot after that. I would always, anytime I was late, I would just snag somebody in service and drag them up. So there's a pointer. If you want to be late, now you know how. But, I mean, are those pretty ridiculous, I'm thinking? The excuses, yeah. Yeah, there's an easier way to be late to work. Uh, my old roommate in uh, the top salesman at our old store taught me um, just uh, text your boss and say you're picking up breakfast for them. What do they want? That's a great one. I've used that before, too. There, You know, there's another thing that you can do, and this is really complex. It's called Straight to Voicemail. It's an app you can download. And on that app, basically you put in your boss's phone number and you press call. Act like you called them. It puts it straight into their voicemail. So you can be like, hey, Chase, it's, it's, it's little Chase. I'm not going to make it into work today. I'm real sick. I hope that's okay. I was just trying to call to make sure you're all right with it. Sid definitely told you about the straight to voicemail, didn't he? Yes, Uncle Sid taught me all about that. I figured. So with the uh, and then what happens is they get the ping. Like if they say, "Well, you didn't call." Yeah, I did. Check your voicemail, (laughs) and it doesn't ring. So you don't have to deal with that confrontation of. So there you go, straight to voicemail. It's an app you can download if you want to get out of work that way, or you can take some of the pointers that we gave earlier, and we're going to build on this list each week. And we're going to keep going over and see what the craziest ones that are out there that either you've used or you've heard. If you want to share them with us, the number to call, 731-499-3865. Shoot us a text at 731-215-0158. We're going to take a short break. It looks like we're out of time for this hour. When we come back, we're going to get with Daniel LaFaro. He's a local business owner here in Jackson. And we're going to talk to him about his business and see if there's something we can do to help out. You're listening to Strictly Business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right. You'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicles towards the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11 where we'll talk strictly business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. (laughs) 
already know who that was that's money by the ojs you're listening to strictly business right here on 93.1 the talk of jackson in studio with me i've got daniel lafaro daniel's a local business owner i guess partner right yes general partner and owner so he's a general partner and owner and the business name is numbskull performance is that right that's right numbskull performance he does wholesale automotive parts right correct and you sell these worldwide through yeah, Amazon, well, through through the United States for right now, we're not na- we're not international yet. Okay, gotcha. Now, the reason I, I wanted to have Daniel on is he's went through, he started this business himself. This isn't your full time job, but you spend a lot of time on it. And yes. I wanted people to see that you can be in business and still have a regular job, right? Like you can start side hustles, you can start side businesses, you can, like, there's a lot of things that you can do. And for you, it's kind of passive income because you you're a, you kind of do a third party thing. So, tell us a little bit about where the idea came from when you just came up with wanting to start this business. Sure. So back in two thousand seven, um, me and my partner Kenny started the the same business that we're in now. Um, we started it as DK High Performance Diesel. We were strictly selling diesel performance products. Um, like tuners and programmers and um, things for the diesel market. Um, but in 2007, we were on eBay, and that was our platform at the time. Um, we uh, So you've been digital for a while. Yes. Yeah, we've been digital for a while. Um, eBay was our starting platform. Um, then, uh, you know, everybody knows what happened in 2008. The economy crashed and the market went down. Yeah. Um, and so did our business. Um, so, uh, I mean, that was a struggle in itself because I was 23 at the time. I'm 33 now. And 10 years ago when we started, that was our idea. And um, we were we were wanting to be the middleman, basically. And um, between we were going to be the middleman between the ho- uh, the wholesaler and the consumer. Sure. And um, which a lot of that comes down to product placement, right? I mean, that's the advantage is you're getting it in front of the consumer in a way that the wholesaler can't, Correct. whether it be Amazon, eBay, and that's how you bring in those products to market. And f- so everyone knows the best part about being the middleman is is that when you get it running good, you don't have to do much of anything. 
That's right. It becomes more automated. So, but it's also, I imagine, as you mentioned, it's probably a little more volatile too, because when things get tough, those margins squeeze and that probably is difficult for you, I would imagine. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's, uh, that was the, that's what we're struggling with right now is, is, is getting our margins right. Um, we started the business back up um, about six months ago. And just to put it on a scale of our projections, um, when we started up, again, we, we listed 400 items on Amazon.com. Okay. Um, then we got to talking um, about growing the business. And I, I said, Kenny, I know there's technology out there to automate everything um so that you know we from the time the customer clicks purchase or buy on amazon to the time that it's delivered to their door it's the order is seamless and and processed automatically um even tracking is updated through amazon through our api um now we are we were doing about eight to twelve thousand dollars a month in revenue um, selling 400 items on Amazon, selling about 50 units a month. Right. Now we are, we have dug deeper into the distributor that we're linked up with and um, the automation company that we're linked up with. Um, and we have 612,000 products that we're going to be able to list on Amazon. And you found a way to, to automate most of that, right? Yeah, completely automated. The only thing that, that is not going to be automated is the customer service end. Now, just so everyone understands who's listening, explain how the automation works and what that means that, as far as how it, how it works in your business, that, like what that automation is doing for you. Okay. So, from, like I said earlier, from, from point A, when the, when the customer goes on Amazon.com and they search for let's say a, uh, a bully dog uh, programmer uh, for their truck. So by the time they click purchase, um, all the way to the time that they receive the product, it's all automated. Even the, the listing, right? You don't yeah, have the, to. The he, listing is automated. So he, doesn't, he has 612,000 items that, that will be for sale. Yep. And he doesn't have to list any of those. So, yep. and that's some technology that's out there that you found and that you've been able to use in your business. Yes. Um, so, the automation company is kind of kind of like the middleman between um, me and the distributor and the consumer. But it's all, it's from the time, you know, the customer presses purchase, the order's processed, uh, through Amazon, uh, they receive the emails, um, they receive tracking updates, um, they receive you know, any information, and, and we don't have to even press any buttons. We, we don't have to click confirm or anything. It's all automated. Even through our distributors uh, platform, um, the, the, all the shipping is done automated. We're here with Daniel LaFaro, general partner with Numskull Performance Parts, talking about his business and talking about how he's used automation to help his business. And something I think that everyone's interested in, including me, 
is um, how you use Amazon in your business. Because if I, you know, make homemade quilts, is can I put them on Amazon? And, and how do you go about doing that? I mean, tell us a little bit about how Amazon works as a platform and things you've learned that could help everyone else, you know, with, with their business, big or small. Sure. <clears throat> so how we found Amazon is we did a little research and found that the automotive marketplace, Amazon being not very old, not even 10 years old probably, um, controls about 53% of the uh, automotive market in wow. on, the, on the internet eBay is about 22%, and then there's Walmart.com and Jet.com, which are platforms that we're going to be migrating to at some point any, as, as well. Um, so there's, there's that side of our business growing in the future. Um, Amazon is a great place to, to purchase. Um, it's a great place to sell. Um, it is a new company. Um, but growing exponentially. Um, and well, the, I mean, you know, the founder of Amazon, he's now the richest man in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, so it's incredible, you know, the, from Amazon marketplace to Amazon yeah. prime. I mean, it's yeah. Amazon prime. That's the, that's the most reason that's the, probably the reason most, um, consumers use Amazon is for the two day free shipping. Um, and that's one thing that, that we have to take into consideration, too, as part of our margins is shipping costs. And the way that is uh, calculated is mostly by dimensional weight. It's not necessarily by the uh, size of, let's say, my iPhone, okay? It's actually the size of the box that it's going in. Gotcha. So it's that the iPhone could be, you know, um, you know 0.2 pounds, but the box is two pounds so that you're charged by the dimensional weight which is two pounds instead of 0.2 pounds so a, a lot of people talk about you know shop local amazon taking business from local businesses which i mean it's it's out there it's part of life and i mean I've, i buy things on amazon i would rather buy locally most of the time because i'm instant gratification but oftentimes you go to a local store they don't have it yep. you can look on your phone and and it's right there. So, I mean, the convenience side of it, and I think the biggest thing Amazon presents in the marketplace is just what you've got, which is 600 and some thousand parts right in front of you with a click of a button. It's availability. If that bully dog chip sold out at every auto zone or you can't get it local, I mean, yep. you, you click a click of a button and two days later it's sitting on your doorstep. Yep. Or even quicker than that. So and do you do you go with Prime? Is your company using Amazon Prime? We're we're not we're not going to be set up with Prime right now. Um, we're going to be integrating shipping into our cost. Um, but uh, there's there's two Prime. Uh, there's two ways to sell on on Amazon with Prime shipping, and one is offering Prime shipping, and then the other is FBA or fulfillment by Amazon, where um, if you're not packaging the product yourself you can send it to amazon warehouse and they will package everything and label it and ship it out um and both those fall under the prime category correct that's cool yep. um let's see uh, talk about because I, I know that you and i've talked about this in the past how competitive amazon is 
as far as the the pricing, the map pricing, yep. that that and how that works. I mean, because that's the hardest part of your business, right? Yes. So map pricing is um, minimum advertised price. So that is uh, that is a very competitive side that that businesses use to. Um, to make sure that the market is fair, basically. But the manufacturer's setting that price, yes, right? the manufacturer's... So is if you got an Edelbrock carburetor, Edelbrock says, hey, this is... We're not going to let you sell this for any less than 250 Right. But there's still people on Amazon have it for less, right? They do. And I don't understand, because I was doing a little research on the map pricing and trying to get our prices competitive. And um, Amazon, for some reason, is... Amazon.com had products on there that were less than map pricing, and I, and I just didn't understand. I asked my distributor, and they said they don't know. They should be in violation. And you can get your hand slapped, right? If they, if yeah. it, when they figure out, hey, when Edelbrock figures out that, that you're selling their products for less, you absolutely can. We're we were we were put on do not the DNS list on some products because we were selling below map pricing, trying to be competitive. Well, I didn't think that these companies were policing uh, everything on the internet. But, you know, three months later, I get emails saying you need to remove your listings, uh, you, you're in violation, or this is a warning, you need to fix, you need to adjust your prices. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's very competitive when you're dealing with map pricing. Uh, some of our products aren't, they don't, they don't have map pricing, so we can list them at whatever price that we, that we want. Um, but the, um, we're, we're here with Daniel LaFaro. He's the, he's the general partner for Numskull Performance Parts, which sells automotive performance parts, talking about Amazon, talking about, um, fulfillment and all things of how he uses the Amazon platform in his business. Talk about how the tool works where on the app, it'll basically show you because Amazon gets a percentage, right? Yes, that's one thing that you, if you're selling on Amazon, you have to, you have to build into your margins, and I believe that that percentage rate is about twelve percent. Um, and so that means automatically, if you sell um, a, an item that is a thousand dollars, they're taking one hundred and twenty dollars from you automatically. Um, so. You, ha you have to factor shipping, their fees, yes. still have margin. Yeah, there's closing costs, and, I mean, there's a whole lot of fees. <laughs> Amazon's making a lot of money. Now, here's my thoughts on this is a lot of people say, well, Amazon's taken away from small businesses, right? Yeah. I totally understand that. But at the same token, let's say that I have a, a glass shop where I, where I blow, you know, glass vases or whatever, and I want to sell those. I can sell those on Amazon, right? You absolutely can, yeah. So in in a way it hurts small businesses, but in another way it, you can grow your business, and and it takes it back to where if you're a small time manufacturer, you can get in front of millions, millions of people too. So millions of the, people. It, it's hurting the retail side, but I really feel like the creative side of America is going to kind of have a almost a, a revitalization where people can build a product and put it out there for the world to purchase, yep. and then you're competing with. Because, you know, if I have a great product, it's hard to get in Walmart. Yep. It's hard to compete for shelf space. They drive your margins down where it's ridiculous. Versus if I can use the app and list my stuff, that um, then I can sell it online. So I think a lot of our listeners would probably find it helpful to know that if you have a small business where maybe you have a product or something that you develop, that 
you know, you can list your products on Amazon and you can compete in that worldwide marketplace. How hard is it? Is there a reason why you're not doing worldwide yet? Is it is there different licensing that goes along with? I'm I'm not really sure about the licensing part of it. Um, I know we can we can go to Mexico and Canada right now, but I'm not sure about worldwide shipping. I don't think we just have that set up. I don't think we're we are a big enough company to take that step uh, just yet because we're still getting off the ground. Um, we're planning on on launching. Um, our, we're probably going to start off with 50 to 100,000 listings um, just to start off. Um, and just based on those numbers, those, those projections, we're, we're projecting to do 300 to 500,000 in revenue per month. That's a big increase from what you were doing. Very big increase. We're here with Daniel LaFaro. He's the managing partner of Numskull Performance Automotive Parts. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk to him more about his entrepreneurial background. We'll hear more about the performance parts, talk a little more about Amazon. We'll take some phone calls. If you want to call in and weigh in on the action, the number to call is 731-499-3865, or you can shoot us a text on the Victory Honda text line at 731-215-0158, or you can go to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show So we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business on 93.1, the talk of Jackson. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers, we're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right, you'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicle for the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit. Minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade-in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11, where we'll talk strictly business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.
We're back. That was The Big Money by Rush. You're listening to Strictly Business on 93.1, the talk of Jackson. In studio, we have special guest Daniel LaFaro with us, managing partner of Numskull Performance Parts, right? That's right. And we're talking all things business. If you want to get in on the action, you can give us a call, 731-499-3865. We have a call holding, so we're going to go to the phone lines. Caller, are you with us? Hey, I am. Hi, how are you? Great, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Man, I really, really love your show. I, I caught it five weeks ago, and I, I'm, I'm glued to my radio every week when you come on. Fantastic show. Well, we appreciate that. We're glad that you're listening, and hopefully uh, you pick up some pointers along the way. Uh, indeed, indeed. It's a great show. Please keep doing what you're doing. We're going to listen every week, sir. We appreciate thank you it. So much. All right. Thank you, caller. Right. Right, bye. There you have it. Uh, looks like we have a caller. So if you if you want to get on the action, we're going to take more calls throughout this. If you got a question for Daniel, you're welcome to call in and ask him. The number to call, 731 731- Four nine nine three eight six five, and you know our segment here is uh, kind of interesting because we're going through the platforms and talking about Amazon, how you're using Amazon in your business. So tell us a little bit about the other platforms that are out there. Sure. So not not only do we have Amazon.com, but we also have you all you also have eBay.com, uh, you have Walmart.com and Jet.com. Um, we are planning on, like I said earlier, we're planning on taking that route later on. We just, we're just starting up. Um, so that's one thing that we're going to be discussing. I haven't heard the jet.com. What is that? Um, we, I don't really know much about jet.com either. It's just been mentioned to me, um, throughout the the whole growing process, but, um, it's obviously another, another platform to sell products. So what's been the hardest part of this journey? I mean, 10 years ago. You deal with the downturn in the economy. That had to be tough. You've kind of re- revitalized that and kept the dream going. I mean, what's what's the end of the end of the road for you? And what's been the hardest part along along these years? The hardest part is, I would say, is uh, is keeping confidence. Um, when you're an entrepreneur and you're a small business owner, um, being you have to be, you can't be afraid to fail. Um, you, you have to take things day by day, customer by customer. Um, but you you have to keep it in the back of your head that, you know, you can fail and you can't be afraid of that because I've had multiple businesses. I've had a, a, a vaping business that I tried to start up. Um, I didn't get anywhere with it. Uh, I had a photography business with my dad. It lasted for probably nine months, um, but you know we had some family issues and it went it went downhill. Um, you know I've had you know other other opportunities, um, but you you know all those businesses failed. But you can't lose your confidence, and if, if you want to do something, you have to put your mind to it. Um, you can't lose sight of of your dreams. So one of the things I've always said my whole life is that all businesses fail. The difference is do they fail long-term or short-term? Because it doesn't matter. I mean, you look at, at, at Chevy, you know, I mean, at GM. They went for how many years and then – no, I mean, if you told somebody in, in the 60s or 70s that GM would need to be bailed out by the government, 
they would have told you you're crazy. Yep. But because of failure and processes, lack of focus, mismanagement, it can happen. So I always say that you know short-term goals in business are the most important part of it because it keeps you focused on what's just right ahead yep. and always moving your business forward. And one of the things I admire about you is is even though you, you've you've had some failures, you keep try, you know keep going after it, and that's right. what makes a great entrepreneur. Is I can tell you, most people, and I'm sure you've experienced this when you're starting businesses, they'll tell you every reason why it won't work. That's right. But a lot of times they're not out there doing anything. They're not know. doing the footwork. Right, and so I, I think that um, you know what you're doing is admirable. It looks like we have a text that came in, and it says, "If we want to buy parts locally, can we do that?" Absolutely. Um, I will. I can take personal orders. Um, I have, you know, the technology to to process all the orders. Uh, you can you can call me on my personal cell phone. Um, that number is seven three one eight one nine eight two zero nine, or you can email me um, if you're looking for something specific uh, at Daniel at numbskullperformance.com. Again, that's Daniel at numbskullperformance. And, and, and numbskull is N-U-M-B-S-K-U-L-L? Correct. Performance.com. Now, if they want to go on Amazon and buy your products, can they do that? Or Absolutely. do they have to, is there a way to find you on there? Yes. So our store is still being set up right now um, as we get transitioned into in, and integrated with our automation company and our distributor. But you can go to amazon.com slash forward slash shops slash numbskull performance um again that's amazon.com forward slash shops forward slash numbskull performance.com so what was the hardest part in the vaping business because um, that's kind of popular nowadays it, it was a couple of years ago yeah. um when when the when the boom started it was probably two or three years ago when when the boom started and i had an idea on and i started the business um called cloud nine labs which um i was i had plans to to distribute and make my own flavors and juices and uh, distribute them all over the united states um but uh, the the market for it and the regulations on because you, you had big margins in that business, right? But it was more getting margins. through the red tape of yeah, being FDA, FDA approved. approved. and yep. So that's one of those things in business. And, and this is something that I've excelled at. And people always say to me, like, and I'll just give you an example. When I came up with the idea to do this show, um, I said to myself, people always say, well, how do you get success out of it, right? And and. I mean, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to do, I would like to do a show or I'm going to do a show or be part of it. And then they don't put it into action. And it just sets on the shelf of this is going to be a great idea. And one thing I do is I always say that if you want to open up an ice cream truck, go cut a hole in the side of your van and it'll make you do the next step, step a little quicker. Yep. You know, and that's the, that's the dramatic steps you take. What I'm great at is, is I, and, and I heard recently, um, I can't remember, I think it was, Either Jocko Willink or um, Robert O'Neill, he talked about how sometimes he'll overcommit himself. Even, no, it was Tim Ferriss is who said it, and he's friends with Jocko. That, he was talking about them, but he said, oftentimes I'll overcommit myself to something that I'm not prepared for. And he said, because then it forces me to meet that deadline. Yep. 
So he says, you know, I'll put something out there, you know, and, and then now I have to meet it because, and social media is a great accountability partner because if you go in there and you put, hey, I'm starting a business and everyone's like, oh, congratulate. And then three days later, you don't have, you know, our business went south. I'm, I'm out of business. So I feel like that one of the things people always ask me, well, how do you find success in business and starting business? And it's those immediate steps of action that you take because you got to put your foot out there first. And, and, and the risk, I mean, I get it, but like, and, and I've went through so many things with, with doing this show. I've had last week, I had terrible audio quality, so I'm sorry if you listen to it live uh, You know, um, at 1 to 3 last week. If you caught the replay, I was able to get it cleaned up and working right. But I recorded you know, two hours of show and then find out that it's 50 you know, decibels lower than what you can hear. And then I'm you know, going through trying to fix the audio. And I'm not a, an engineer. I'm not a producer. But with YouTube, I've taught myself how to self-produce the show how to engineer, I'm the director, I'm the talent, I'm the actor, whatever, you know, I'm everything. And I just think that it's not perfect, but sometimes imperfect action is better than no action at all. That's right. And just putting yourself out there and saying, you know what, it might not sound perfect, but I think the message is always clear. Yep. I think that, um, you know, helping others is always, is always clear. And I just, a lot of people have great ideas and they take them to the graveyard. And I've, I've heard a quote or a saying once, and it said, you know, there's, a, there's tons of million-dollar ideas in the graveyard. And so many of us dream up these amazing ideas and plans, and then we don't do anything about them. I went through a leadership class once, and they talked about the dash. And it said, um, it's, it was a really nice, there's a little poem, I think, called The Dash. And it talks about, um, I guess he's given a eulogy, and he says, uh, you know, don't, I don't want you to think of the years from the time I was born until I died. I want you to focus on the dash and what we do with that dash and what, how we live our lives. And it was just really, really powerful to hear that. And it made me say, you know what, that dash is important. And at the end of the day, you know, my show quality could have been terrible. I could have never had a show, but I just said, I've got to figure out a way to make it work. And I overcommitted a little bit. I told Tim at the station, hey, listen, I'll have this done. And it forced me to figure it out. And a lot of people don't see the behind the scenes. And that's what I like to share because it's the good stuff. The first show I did here, the very first show, if you ever listened to it, which was my story, you were here that night. Yep. Sure and I have him show up and he says, I, I, you're a music guy. So he, you have experience with music programs and recording we have another one of my friends show up and another one of my friends. I'm like, okay, I got three music people. Surely they can help me figure out how to record in a microphone and then get it played, right? So I'm up till, what was it, two, three in the morning? Yeah, it was late. And at the end of three in the morning, I've got 30 minutes of audio recorded. And I, I'm just, my brain's fried. I'm like, man, this is crazy. And so then the next day, I, I was lucky. The station helped me out. And I said, listen, I'm like, I couldn't get it to work right. And, and they were kind enough to come out to the store. And let me do it live at the store in the second half, which it turned out great. And and things always do. And that's what people don't realize in business and in life is sometimes it just works itself out. And we stress out and we go through these things. And I put in a lot of effort and a lot of time to, to some of those. But just remember that sometimes when you hear that final product, you don't remember all the failures, all the struggles. And I can tell you, this week I spent a whole week making sure the audio was perfect because of last week. So hopefully everyone listening says, yep. 
man, this is crisp this time. This is how it should be. And it's because we learn. I spent like seven hours on Sunday making sure that I'm like watching videos. I'm like, what I did wrong? You know, how do I fix this? Reading the owner's manuals. I mean, things that it's just diligent. But the great thing about the internet is it's out there. We're in studio talking with Daniel LaFaro, the managing partner of Numskull Performance Automotive Parts, talking about Amazon and some of the platforms that are out there that his company uses. If you want to shoot us a text, give us a call, or get in on the action, you can. The number to call is 731-499-3865. You can shoot us a text at 731-215-0158, sponsored by Victory Honda, or you can go to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. You can post your questions up on there, or you can shoot them over in the messenger. You're listening to Strictly Business on 93.1, the talk of Jackson. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Thanks for listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't go anywhere. Chase will be back right after this. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right. You'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicle for the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit, minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees, subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11, where we'll talk strictly business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Thank you. 
We're back. That's Take the Money and Run by the Steve Miller Band. You're listening to Strictly Business on 93.1, the talk of Jackson. In studio, we have Daniel LaFaro, managing partner of Numskull Performance. We're talking all things business. If you want to get in on the action, you can give us a call at 731-499-3865 or shoot us a text at 731-215-0158. Or you can go to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. It sounds like we have a call. We're going to go to the phone lines. Call, are you with us? Yes. You're on the air. Hey. How are you guys? We're fantastic. Awesome. Um, I just wanted to um, call in and let you guys know um, how much I appreciate listening to you. I listen to your show every week. Um, I just recently started my own bakery, and I always love to listen to your um, good business advice. I feel like it really helps me out. Well, that's fantastic. We're glad that you listen. Thank you. Well, make sure you stay tuned because we're going to give some special advice. And if you want to shoot in uh, a message on Facebook to me, we'll, we're, we're going to do a featured business every week so we can get you on the air. We'll talk about your business. So make sure to check out Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show, okay? I uh, sure will. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Bye. Well, there you have it, Honda Dan. Awesome. So Daniel, is a, he's a jack of all trades. He's, he's owned a vape business. He's owned a photography business. Um, failed multiple times. Failed a few times along the road. But I think failure is one of those things that it just really defines success. I always say if I didn't have it so tough at the bottom, I wouldn't appreciate what I have now. That's right. And it just gets lost because I was talking to one of my guys the other day. And we were out the golf course, and he says, everything in my life, I'm just so stressed out. I said, what are you stressed about? And I get it because I've been in his position before, and I'm like, and I said to him, you know what the problem with the business is? And he says, what? I said, your day off isn't enough time to count your blessings. And when you're away from it for any amount of time, you look back and you say, man, I wish I would have had that. I wish that things were, you know, I could have that back, go back to that moment, enjoy that time. But when you're in the heat of the moment, you just take it for granted. And one of the things I've been great at my whole life is just having a gratitude for everything that I've experienced in success and being able to say, and one of the, like the show, I'm doing this to give back, you know, just so I can help others that are in similar situations. Maybe they're starting out a business and, uh, you know, that's the hardest thing in business is learning gratitude too. That's one of the things that is being thankful and uh, about what you have. Um, you know, you, you're going to have struggles in business. You're going to. You're going to have ups and downs. You're, the, the market's going to be volatile. It's, but you have to be thankful. You have to learn to be thankful and have gratitude. I always say gratitude's the attitude. That's right. And, you know, when you wake up and you realize, I always say when I look at world news, I realize how small my problems are. You know, you see uh, countries where people are hungry, things are going on all over the world, and you just say, we're so lucky to live in a country that's so great where we can wake up and go pursue our dreams, you know, and we have that free enterprise, we have that culture of the American dream. And, and that's one thing uh, that I think, even when Trump ran for president, it just resonated with the entire population, or at least half of them. And where they said, you know, hey, in, in that, we all feel that inside. We say, you know, this is something that, because we all want our slice of that American dream. And the great thing about being an entrepreneur is whether you're, you're 
just have the thought you're working at the factory, you're driving the delivery truck, you're delivering pizzas, you're waiting tables. We all have that entrepreneur in us. And it's just a matter of capitalizing and taking action. If you had to give our listeners, we got a few more minutes left. Can't, time flies by, man. It does, man. You know what I just realized? It's Friday the 13th. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, I can't believe it's, I mean, I hate Friday the 13th. I'm not going to leave my house later. But, I wonder if we'll have a full moon with it, too. Well, I, I don't know. I, you know, I will have to check that out. But I just think uh, if you had to give the listeners some advice on, on your inspiration, like how you stay focused, when you wake up, what's kept you going, what would you say? Being a, an entrepreneur, you have, you have to have the mindset of, you know, one day, you know, w- one day do you want to do you want to be your own boss or do you want to do you want to um, you want somebody else to sign your paycheck for you when you get into small business i mean your 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 ceiling of opportunity is is not capped um, you can you put into business what you i mean you get what you get what you put into your own business it's just like you know i sell cars um I'm not, I, I sold over 150 cars last year and that was a lot of effort. That was a lot of time that I had to invest. Um, and you, you have to keep your, you have to keep your chin up. You have to keep going. You have to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Um, you got to stay focused. Um, you got to have gratitude. You got to be thankful for the things that you have, the job that you have, or, um, you know, the successes that you've had in your life, uh, even though you've got to be thankful for the failures that you've had in your life, too, because um, all, every failure is a learning experience. So I know that uh, Honda Dan, he does a great job, works for me and sells cars. and He has his other businesses we talk about all the time. But um, also, he's pretty good at social media. <laughs> he's built uh, we have, there's a guy named Honda Pro Jason, who's a He's, I mean, a celebrity on the Honda scale. Yeah. He gets millions of views on his YouTube channel. He came to our store, and I said, I, and you picked him up at his hotel, right? Yep, I sure did. He couldn't get an Uber, so I said, don't worry, I'm sending Honda Dan. He goes, Honda Dan, I'm Honda Pro Jason. I said, yeah, Honda Dan will be there to get you. Yep. And uh, so when he did his video, he says, I'm here, I'm here at Victory Honda with Honda Dan. So you got some. Yep, I got some. And then you you produced a video that went kind of viral, right? Kind of viral. It didn't go as viral as i wanted it to but but talk about some because uh we got a few minutes left talk about some social media tips because yeah, i know you're definitely. great at, at interaction um, w- with a bit with any business you definitely want to have a uh you you want to have visibility on social media it's very important to be visible on social media these days um you can create a page that's what i would recommend is creating a, a business page um and uh you know, creating a following on Facebook or on Twitter um, or Instagram, you you want to be on social media platform of some sort. What's the name of your video if they want to check it out on YouTube? Yeah, it's going to be New Car by uh, Post Malone. It's a parody video, right? It was a parody for Post Malone um, called New Car. New car, and we're in and we're in studio with Daniel LaFaro. He's a managing partner, Numskull Performance Parts, serial entrepreneur, I would say, serial. since since you're on uh, a few of your businesses, and he's given us some insights. So, a lot of people listening, they think to themselves, "I can't do it," 
right? It's just too cumbersome. There's too much to it. What do you say to them? You can do it. Um, you have to, like I said, you have to focus. You have to, if you want it, you have to go get it. It's not, you have to put yourself out there. Um, you have to be, you have to learn to be resilient. You have to learn to bounce back. Um, you know, you're going to struggle. You're going to have, you're going to have hard times. You're going to have good times, but you, you know, you have to learn to be resilient. You can't be resilient. You have to learn to be resilient. Last question, and then I'm going to let you go since we're almost out of time. How do, how's your boss? Oh, I love my boss. <laughs> great mentor. Um, great leader. Uh, I mean, I had to pay him to say all that. <laughs> really appreciate you coming on with us, Honda Dan. Hopefully, we'll have you back, and uh, would love to hear the progress as your business grows. Absolutely, and love to hear more about getting uh, on Jet.com, Walmart.com. So as you if you hit your stride with those, I'm sure the, the everyone the audience would love to hear, and I know I would. So we'll have uh, Honda Dan Daniel Lafaro, managing partner of Numskull Performance. We'll have him back on with us. If you want to get in on the action, you can. You can go to facebook.com backslash the Chase Channel Show. You can shoot us a text at 731-215-0158. Also, if you miss it, you can listen to the show every Friday from 1 to 3 and on Saturdays from 9 to 11. But if you miss it there, you can go to, if you have an iPhone, all you got to do is pull it out of your pocket, touch the podcast button, type in the Chase Channel Show. That's C-H-A-S-E. C-H-A-N-N-E-L-L show. Click subscribe. Up Every week I update our latest episodes. It'll give you an alert when they're on there, and you can keep up to date. So it looks like we're out of time. So until this time, next time, you're listening to Strictly Business on 93.1, The Talk of Jackson. You've been listening to Strictly Business with Chase Channel. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play to hear fresh new weekly episodes. For more, please visit Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel Show. That's Facebook.com slash The Chase Channel with two N's and two L's show. Until the same time, next time, keep it right here on 93.1 WTJS, The Talk of Jackson. Forget about April showers. We're making it rain right here at Victory Honda of Jackson during our huge pre-owned buyback event. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and we need your trade. And right now, we'll give you more than ever. Receive up to 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. That's right. You'll get up to half of your vehicle's original MSRP back on your trade. This has never been done before, and it may not happen again. For complete details, visit VictoryHondaJackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and get 50% of your original MSRP on your trade-in. But hurry, this won't last long, so come in today and we'll make it rain right here at Victory Honda. Receive up to 50% of original MSRP on trading vehicle for the purchase of any brand new vehicle in stock at MSRP with approved credit, minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees, subject to a clean Carfax report. Not all vehicles will qualify. Max trade in value $16,000. See dealer for complete details. Offer ends 43018. What's up, Jackson? It's Chase Channel from the Chase Channel Show. Be sure to tune in every Friday from 1 to 3 and Saturday from 9 to 11, where we'll talk strictly business right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson.